Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. And now, this is the moment you've all been waiting for. We are live on the Charity Stripe Podcast with your hosts, Alex, Josh, and Nick. We're back, baby. It's Charity Stripe. It's free throws because they're free. Fisher, Tosopolis, NBA special Tuesday morning on the West Coast. It's almost the end of the morning on the East Coast. CT time. It's somewhere in the middle. Toss the NBA in full swing. NFL heads the playoffs. College football is officially done with the Michigan Wolverines winning the national championship last night. That means we could start to advert all of our time onto the hardwood, onto the court. And that's before we get to the diamond basketball is about to have its beautiful moment. Um, and then right off into the sunset as we head into the summer, there are a few teams that have been as popular and few popular and a few players that have been as popular over the last decade plus, I mean, two decades, you could even say for some of them that are struggling right now. And we'll start with there. We have to get to the jaw injury, future all-stars, top 10 teams we have in the NBA, but we'll start with the Lakers and the Warriors. The Lakers are struggling. They're on a massive slide. The Warriors are struggling. They have been struggling the entire season. The Chris Paul thing hasn't really worked out. He's now out four to six weeks. Draymond Green has been out for hitting Nurkic. Now he's back. Um, the Wiggins Kuminga thing has been a bit puzzling. How do you fix these teams? What's your diagnosis? What's your barometer? Like, how worried are you about these two franchises? Um, how worried am I about these franchises? Well, I'm not worried about the Warriors franchise because they've been one of the most winning franchises in the last 10 years. Sure. So bringing in Steph Curry was you know, one of the best moves that any NBA franchise has ever done. Everybody knows that. Everybody knows how impactful Steph has been on the game. Um, he was bound to get old at some point. And even though he's, what is he, 35, 35 right now, 34, mm-hmm. um, he's playing some of his best basketball. He might be 36, actually. I'd have to double check that. But um, so it's not Steph's fault, right? But the Steph, Clay, Draymond, um, pairing, and I would say that Iguodala was originally attached to that, but obviously he has since retired. Um, Kellerman Dray- would agree. Yeah. <laughs> Draymond uh, Draymond was playing good basketball too until he, he got suspended, until he he swung on, on Nurkic. Um, Clay obviously is is not the same Clay that we knew prior to the, the two um, terribly – impactful injuries to his career. Um, and obviously, you know, we've seen him in the last two and a half weeks talk to the media about where his game is at right now, where his head is at right now, his relationship with Kerr and how he's approaching it. Um, Andrew Wiggins has been nothing close to what he was in the NBA finals two years ago, but these are all things that we know. Um, yeah. I, and you know, in the last two weeks, obviously there was the frustration from Moody and Kaminga, those guys that they took three years ago, um, as lottery picks along with Wiseman the year before who have not panned out in their kind of, we're going to build, build with the old and the new. They obviously shipped off Jordan Poole after they gave him that contract extension. He's in Washington. Now <laughs> he's been rumored to maybe even be traded again. And if it's not this year, it could be next year. Well, he um, should be. I mean, they're, they're, they're pitiful. On de- yeah. defense, they are defensively pitiful, and I think they like at least they put up offensive numbers, but their per possession offensive numbers are bottom half of the league. 
and he anything good that they're doing uh he hasn't necessarily been a part of that recipe it's like so, kind of like denny is like the real bright spot if there was yeah, well i mean kuzma Kuzma's a real winning Kuz, player yeah, i think yeah. um obviously he was a part of that lakers <clears throat> championship in the bubble so kuzma's definitely been on the block recently uh, just from the rumor mill that i've seen um and he he'd be a huge pickup i i know my mavericks are entertaining you know going for a four and and that's a guy that i'd love to see on their roster and any roster he's just added it like he plays versatile defensively he, he shoots the three ball well uh but, but we'll talk about him maybe a little bit when we're talking about the lakers the warriors don't have a cure-all move that i think they can make before the february 8th trade deadline for this season to salvage it to convince me that they'll be the same level of contenders that they were last year it's more about the competition and less about what they've shown me on the court this season. Um, I, I think they just have a true size problem as solid as Kevon Looney is. Um, and as important as he has been to their, their championships that they've won um, in the, in the last five years, I, he's not a 36 minutes per game big that you can play in the playoffs. I, I almost feel a little bit about this season, the same way that I do did about, the season when they shut Steph down. Um, I, I don't think they have the luxury of being able to do that because of Steph's age. You have to take every shot you possibly can to get to the playoffs and at least give Warriors fans and Steph a, sh a shot, right? Just give them a chance and see what sure. happens. Um, and I think that's what you do. Now, I, I think, I don't think it's going to matter, I guess, is my, is my definitive point. I don't think there's anything that they can do that's going to sway me to believe that that they can be a Western Conference Finals team and or Finals team. Yeah, um, the thought I had. I mean, do you, is there anything different that you think no. they can do? I no. I the thing is, is the, what's troubling to me about the Warriors is like at times it seems like they're kind of stuck in their ways, and it's a and it's you're you're stuck between a rock and a hard place. Like you have Steph Curry who's still playing his best basketball, which is crazy at age 35. You know, his I guess his three-point shooting shooting percentage is down, but he's having to take so much shots and shoulder so much of the load because of where the rest of the roster is. And it's just a very peculiar place for the Golden State franchise to be in right now. You have guys who you're beholden to, Draymond, who was playing good basketball before he got suspended, is now is back. But Draymond, Clay Thompson is a guy whose number will be hanging the rafters 10 times over, right? Wiggins is a guy who played well for you. Dario Sarge is like a nice pickup, but he's not he doesn't really beholden to the franchise. But really Clay, Steph, and Draymond, that trio, they're so stuck almost in the way that trio plays and the way that basketball was played that they have not been able to develop the rest of the young guys on the roster. They flopped on Wiseman and look, it's not like the Pistons are getting a lot out of him either, but they flopped on getting the most out of James Wiseman. They are flopping on getting the most out of Kuminga right now. They have flopped on getting the most out of Moses Moody. Like they cannot get the most out of their players. So that are coming up and they can't develop them well enough. And it, it, it I just am wrapping, I'm trying to wrap my head around it. Are they drafting wrong? Are they so focused and so, so Steph and Clay centric? Is the offense so like stuck in that way that these other guys can't find a footing and they can't develop and bring out the best of those players? Like Kuminga was never going to be that three point guy, at least not initially. Like he really needed to have room to grow. It was almost a very, it was almost a wrong fit for him. 
Uh, and Wiseman, I get what they were trying to do. They wanted that size. Like it makes sense. Like they don't have, like he would have cured what they don't have for us right now. Right. But they didn't develop him well enough and Moody, they haven't developed well enough. So I'm, yeah. I'm wondering, are these picks wrong? Is it a combination of the picks being wrong? And they're, you know, they're again, like being stuck on like the Steph and clay train, like riding how their that offense flows and not being able to unravel it and, and open it up and, and reinvent the wheel a little bit. It, that's just the kind of question that's been uh, ruminating in my head right now. Like, I don't know where they go because I don't know what the true, I know what the identity of this team is. And I'm like, does it have to change now at this day and age? Yeah. I mean, if you look at that, just really quickly, if you look at the 2021 draft, when they selected Kaminga and they selected me, um, both are, who are playing less than 25 minutes per game this yeah. year. So we're in year three. This isn't year two. This isn't year one. They're not rookies. Like they've learned the system at this point, or they learned it to the best of their ability and they're still not getting, you, you would expect Kaminga to be, a, in my opinion, 30 minutes a game type of player, a starter at this point. Right. And um, if you're taking him with the seventh selection in the NBA draft, and then you would expect Moody, if he's a, a rotation player, a six man type, at least to be over 20 minutes per game. Um, coincidentally, their, their rookie Brandon Pajemski is playing 24 minutes per game. So none of those three guys are playing over 25 minutes per game. Um, I think they obviously are very happy about what they're getting from Pajemski. Um, he's playing really good basketball. I think he was a good decision maker. Pretty good shooter. Um, he does a little bit of everything, even though he's not quite the same size as the rest of those two guys. Yeah. But the the only criticism you could really make is that, like, clearly Franz Wagner was it should have been the pick at seven. Um, but I, I don't believe that Jonathan Kaminga is a bad basketball player. I think he the positional value is still very much there. Like, he is a physical force out there when he's on the basketball court. He rebounds the ball well. Uh, obviously we've seen the highlights. Um, everybody has the dunks are impressive. He, he plays above the rim. He puts rim pressure on opposing, um, rim protectors. Like he is a basketball player that makes an impact on the court for this, for the Warriors team or for anyone else. And that's why I think, you know, when he said he's unhappy with the rotation minutes, I think every other NBA fan, that's not a Warriors fan was like, I want that guy. And I know that we can buy low on this guy if they're making him available. They made mention that he's not available. I, I wouldn't trade them either because he's a part of this future. And you don't know when Clay is going to be officially done. Um, you don't know how much longer Steph's going to do it, although I, I think he could do it for at least five more years. And then Moody, I mean, look, you if you got Kispert, right? He's just a little bit more clear what he does. You I mean Shangoon, how in, how into the how how into Shangoon were the Warriors? Obviously, he would have been the pick. He's much better than both Moody. Uh, Wiseman, Pool, or or Kaminga, but it's the draft, right? You're taking risks. You don't necessarily know. Um, we knew. We I don't know why we knew. Like that guy was. You just knew when like the Rockets took him. Like, yeah, but I also knew that the here. Warriors weren't going to take him because they had just taken just Wiseman. Wiseman. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I, I, like, by all intents and purposes, I don't know if Kaminga was the pick, but for what Moody was at Arkansas, he was the pick. He for sure. Yeah, we liked him a lot. He played really well in the NCAA tournament. It's hard not to say that Moody was the pick because early draft talk had that guy as a top five pick. And so sure. it felt like a value steal for them to get him at the seventh pick. It felt it like an absolute Neesmith situation. Like, 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 oh, this guy's a good three-point shooter in college. It's, it's definitely going to translate. He shot well in the SEC. Like, this is a perfect place for him. Like, all he has to do is really just rotate the perimeter and, like, find an open shot and, and then hit it. And now he's one of three 
like averaging one of three from behind, you know, it's like, it just doesn't make sense. It's just like, like, why is the, and Podzimski is developed well. So maybe that goes to my point. Maybe it's just a little bit on the players too. And then not being able to find their role and find their fit in the system where Trace Jackson Davis, like is getting a lot of praise actually as a rookie. And he started. He started some games, and he, I thought he's he's looked really good. Um, I mean that that guy's a guy that played a lot of college ball, right? So he knows how to play within a system. Um, he's older I, than Kaminga and Moody, for what it's worth. Right. I also think that at this point, like they've understood now, Mike Dunleavy, who's now the the GM, and and Steve Kerr, that they can't baby these rookies within the system as they did that first crop of them with with Kaminga and Moody and and Wiseman, um, they really slow rolled them out. Right. And, and I think they're doing the right thing here. And I think that they're kind of jumping on the trend, right? There's plenty of teams out there that are playing 20 year olds, 21 year olds in their starting rotation and their seven man closing rotation, whatever that looks like, because they're their best players. And inevitably what I want to see from the Warriors acknowledging that I don't think they're going to be competing for Western conference finals is, and, and maybe not even, you know, ending the season as a top six seed at this point, I would say that I, I don't expect them to do that. And I expect them to be a low end play play in team. Um, if that, <laughs> which yeah. is saying something that you just, you run, uh, Brandon, you, you run Kamanga, you run Moody, you run trace Jackson Davis, you run these guys, the rest of the season, you give them a lot of minutes, you play them over clay at certain points at the end of the game, you start some of these guys over clay at, at, at the, uh, you know, throughout the rest of the season. Like I know clay is, he's been a little bit better through the last three weeks, but I just want to like, get creative with it and see what you really have with these guys. And mm-hmm. then you're going to have to get creative with your roster construction in the off season. You're going to have to get, things are going to have to be shaken up. Draymond mm-hmm. might have to get traded. Like clay Pass might it. have, clay might have to get moved. You might have to move clay and Wiggins. Like you, we want to have some sort of semblance of consistency with the roster going into next season. But my point being is it doesn't have to be Steph, Draymond, Clay, and then the rest are the pieces that change. That, I think the Steph, I mean, look, you you have squeezed as much juice out of the orange with the Steph, you know, Clay and Draymond orange. Like, you, can, you, can't, you can't ask for anything more. You have four titles with that. Obviously, Katie's there for two of them. But most recently, like, keep in mind, like, we have to keep in mind, like, Moody, Kuminga, and Wiseman all have a ring. And it's because of those yep. three guys and playing their best basketball. I think ultimately for this franchise to be successful in the future, you're hundred percent, right? You have to give these guys their minutes. You have to see what you have. Like, look at the thunder. I'm not saying they're going to be this team. The oldest starter in the thunder is 25 years old. And Shea Gilgis Alexander Dort 24 home runs, like what? 21 giddies like that. Say that same age. Jalen J dub is, is 22. Like that's a young team. Like I know, like it's the and the wolf, the wolves are like a healthy mix. Like yes, they have Gobert, older cats now. I guess in that older range, um, in that veteran status. I'm sure he's you know he's younger than us. Um, and and Conley obviously has been around for a while. But your best player, Anthony Edwards, is in that range of Shea Gilgis Alexander. Like in that range of Chet, Hol- like in that in that Chet Holmgren's the Shea Gilgis Alexander range, the 21 to 25 range. Like yeah. a lot of these teams that are playing their best basketball, you know, the times are changing. The, the guard is changing. And that goes to the Lakers. Like the Lakers have LeBron James who like Steph Curry has not missed a beat this season at his age. He's still a top premier player. He's still a guy that's probably an all-star starter. 
right? Voting or not. Like he's playing some unbelievable hoops. Anthony yeah. Davis has been fantastic in my opinion. Yeah, he really, no, he's both, both of them have been excellent this season. Both of them have been really great, but the, uh, but the, it's just like now, like every season they roll the dice. There's so many, first of all, there's so much change consistently with coaches, with players that are behind Davis and behind LeBron James. Like, yes, I guess Reeves is the constant. You still have D'Lo, but all the other guys that they roll in like that, you know, there's no continuity on the basketball court. There's no like time playing together. They're just trying to always year after year, bring a bunch of guys in on one and two year deals and see who fits. And like, it's such a roll of the dice for the Lakers and such like, it's so beholden on LeBron making these guys and helping these guys gel that if it doesn't work, you fall behind the eight ball. Like they have now, like they're on a such a, they're on like a four and 10 slide since the bubble. I mean, not the bubble since the in-season tournament. After winning yeah. the in-season tournament, raising that banner, they're four and 10. So they well, I mean, like, issues. like, like LeBron said, and I think it was his post game in the locker room after two games ago. Yeah. Because they won their last game against the Clippers, a big yep. team. Um, he said, you know, it's two games. The end season tournament was two games. So, you know, we, the, I, they celebrated it when they needed to because they needed to because it was the first year that this happened and because they won money for it, which is awesome. Uh, for them, for their entire their all their entire roster, but it was two games, and anything can happen. And I think like th- that's that's we still have to remember at the end of the day that is early in the regular season of the NBA. Um, mm. I know it's te- I, I mean it's technically not the regular season because it's the in season tournament, but it is. Um, yeah, I mean, look, like I think to me the the glaring kind of things with the the Lakers that are going on this year, uh, the woes, I guess, as you would call them. Although, you know, if if they go seven and three in their next 10, like they're in a good spot here and no one, and like, we should probably be quiet. Like, you know, like we should maybe just wait to see what they look like with pretty much all of their team healthy. Now. Um, the only guy that's not really back is Gabe Vincent. I saw something interesting. I can't remember who put this out there and I, I'm doing them a disservice, although I don't necessarily agree with it, um, was that the only reason why Miami wouldn't bring someone back is if they had a reason not to bring someone back. That's um, because Spolstra and Riley are that intentional. <laughs> that if Gabe Vincent's leaving, it's for a reason. Max so, Struess uh, is leaving. It's for a reason. The, the, right. the, the black mark. Really- but Max Drew's playing good basketball. So I, well, I, I, I also think it's like nothing sometimes less to do with the players in Miami and more so like who they're bringing in, like bringing in a guy like, I mean, there's you also know, like money involved. Like you have to make it work at the end. Sure. Of the you have to make sometimes the money work. And like, yeah. you know, like you, you're like, look where the Miami heat were like, and then we'll pivot back. Like they were trying to position themselves to get Damian Lillard and it didn't right. happen. So you don't know. You roll with the punches. Guys the contract. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, yeah, but I think I, the, the Lakers, the D'Angelo Russ, I don't think D'Angelo Russ is such a massive, massive problem. If he was on another team, if he was the fourth guy on another team, like, okay, like he shoots pretty well. Like, and then you, and you could take that and he's a decent playmaker. Like you could roll with that. Like, and then you have D'Lo as your fourth guy. He's not a good fourth guy on the Lakers. Cause their three guys should be their fourth guy. Like Reeves should be the fourth guy. That's, that's my big point right now is that we, he's on a fantastic contract. Reeves is Rui's on a good contract as well. D'Angelo is not on a terrible contract and it's a very tradable contract. Um, The expectation was that Reeves was going to be a fringe all-star player. And yes, in the early fan voting, he was on the list, but he's not, he's not even close. Um, 
he's averaging 15 points per game. He needs to be between 18 and 20, right? He's, he's averaging, uh, five assists a game. He needs to be up towards seven, right? Like D'Angelo Russell has, is averaging more assists per game. D'Angelo Russell has been a more effective, in my opinion, pick and roll creator with Anthony Davis. Um, who's again, been tremendous. And, and not just on the offensive side, but he's been so, so good on the defensive side, as we know he is. Um, mm-hmm. The blocks, his rim protection. I mean, the one thing you could say about LeBron, as good as he's been this year, is like the defense is not the same as what it was five years ago. Sure. Um, and, and how could it be? I mean, that's why you bring in other guys to supplant that. I mean, but Torian Prince has been fine. I, I think we just need, they don't have a ton of time. Again, I mentioned the, the trade deadline's a month away. But you need a good two weeks to see what you have with the rest of this roster. And if you want to bring in Levine, I think that's totally fine. Um, I, I don't think that really shakes things up. And I do, I do think it makes them better. How much better? I'm not necessarily sure. But this is a team that went to the Western Conference Finals last year. And at the end of the day, I think you just have to trust the LeBron and AD recipe and not freak out too much. Like, mm. But you did bring in a lot of new police, a lot of new pieces. I mean, Vanderbilt's not playing a lot, right? He's still yeah. he played in 16 games. He started in five, but he, he's not playing more than 20 minutes per game. But of course, you're you're easing a guy back from injury. Like he's important to them, at least. I mean, they can during- use a little size depth too. Is that crazy? They can use some size help. I feel like big, big size. Yeah, I mean, you could also just chalk this up to like bringing in Christian Wood and that not helping any team. Um, Look, yeah, you're right because their their size outside of AD is like Rui's big, right? And so is LeBron. But, but they're big Rui. forwards. I'm not talking right. big forwards. I'm talking like a big big. Like like look yeah, at Wood's, the- not, Woods not really a big either. He's really a forward as well. He's just in a a bit bigger of a body. Jackson Hayes, I don't trust him as far as I can throw him. And Vanderbilt is also a forward who can play small ball five. But again, like the West is so large. Across the wolves the are ma- like the wolves are massive. They've got bear cat and Nas Reed. Like that's a handful of a team. Sure. I weirdly though, the Mavericks were able to beat them with Dwight Powell as their center the other night. So a- anything can happen, but I-, I just don't, I don't know if there's again, it's weird. Like I, I still don't know if there's enough playmaking like shot creation on, on the Lakers outside of LeBron. Um, I was listening, I think to Howard Beck talk who we've had on our show just about the difference between LeBron playing with a guy like Dwayne Wade and Kyrie in comparison to playing with Anthony Davis, who can go get their shot whenever they need to. And Anthony Davis, Anthony Davis, as good as he's gotten with that, the fadeaway from from the mid post, shooting, you know, the 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 three, obviously not really off the dribble, um, but the shooting that spot up kind of deep two, and, and as good as he is on the offensive glass and within ten feet of the hoop. He doesn't really create his own shot in the same way that Kyrie and Dwayne Wade could on any given possession in the half court. So um, wow. I, I think it's an interesting just thing to to continue to look at with this team, especially if Reeves doesn't take his game to the next level. Yeah. And he's not like an AD, I would say probably the weakest part of his game. And it's fair, like shot creation for, you know, as an individual, but also like facilitating for others. So it's not like he's, well, he's really, not really, like, a, he's not really asked to do. He's that not either. asked to do that either. Yeah. But he, he's not really a facilitator either. So I, I think that it's really just so flowed through LeBron and everyone's like, you need to surround him with shooters, surround him with shooters. 
as as if shooters are a dime a dozen in this league, and like you could just pick them off trees, which is just not the case. Because if if that was the case, every team would do it, right? Yeah. And I, I I'm with you. I mean, we could give them a little bit more time, but time is slowly ticking. Like we're in January. Like we'll get to February, and then post All Star break. Yes, they made it through the play-in game and they went to the Western Conference Finals. So maybe they just have to get into the play-in play game with LeBron James and see, you know, and then roll the dice there. But you want to see this team pick it up because there's other teams playing really strong basketball. And I think we could gloss over the Suns and then get to, like, I guess our top 10 teams because the Suns, I say, would have the same issue. Like, the, the playmaking is, like, yes, they haven't played enough together with Bradley Beal on the court. It's a given. But the size is just mediocre at best. And the playmaking is is not what it should be the defense isn't close to what it should be. Like they're not a scary defensive team come playoff no. time. They're not a great playmaking team. Like they have Booker can get his shot as well as anyone. Obviously Kevin Durant's a top 10 player when it, of all time, potentially let alone when it comes to going and getting his own shot. But as far as creating for others and working the rock around it and, you know, and setting an offense up, like they they kind of punted that when they got rid of Chris Paul. Yeah, and yes, you, get, I just, and yes, you gain from like get it, you gain some stuff with losing Chris Paul, but like that's something you lose. Yeah, and they lost to the Clippers last night, and I watched the third and fourth quarter of that game. Yes. And the Clipper, the Clippers were in complete control the entire time. I, I didn't like the Suns were within ten points, and I didn't even feel like the Clippers were trying really. Um, no. And Kevin Durant had a good game, and Bradley Beal actually showed up, and and Booker was yeah. out there playing. Like he got crushed though. Yeah, it wasn't great. I, the the interesting thing you just said about the LeBron, like LeBron and shooters, like this team is averaging per game, per att like attempts, less threes than any other team in the NBA. They're averaging twenty nine point nine three point attempts per game. So even like if you're you're running the wrong offense, if that's what you wanted to build, was LeBron and shooters and Anthony Davis to like mop things up. Um, I, they're good in the fast break and they're high percentage, but what the Lakers have been. Um, just with what they've become, they become a team where if another team shoots more than 15 threes and makes more than 15 threes, they're in a lot of trouble because they yeah. score so much in the paint. And then unfortunately they're playing in an era of basketball where other teams are averaging 10 more threes, sometimes 13 more threes, more than their team during the game. Um, let's just at the top of the list is your Boston Celtics who are averaging 43 threes attempted Live per and game. die by it. And, and same thing with the Mavs. The Mavs are 41 and a half. So that's where those two teams are. You want to do our power rankings or you want to do, um, I have my all-stars. If you, I, you just, yeah, like yeah, yeah, who yeah, I have yeah, and you can yeah, tell I me do. if there's anyone. Yeah. I'm curious to see who you had. Cause they, I had, well, there's I only had... 12, there's only 12 spots and yeah. fan voting closes. I think January 20th. My question for the league is, and we'd have to, someone knows this out there when fan voting closes, like when when does the voting for the reserves occur? Is it is it the same as when fan voting closes, or do they no, wait? No, I think count it's the, because I think it's it, after because you have to know who you're voting for because you can't you're not going to the vote coaches for need to know who's omitted, omitted from the yeah, per, from yeah, the starters. You're not going to yeah, waste so, the vote on LeBron if LeBron's a starter, right? So presumably they probably have until like the end of January to make their their votes. Sure, the coaches because the coaches yeah. account for the reserve voting. Who's your starters? Um, I didn't really do it like that. Okay. I, I just kind of yeah. did my 12 guys. Okay. It's the great. Starters, I don't care I, because it's the fans and it's like, whatever. Well, I'm just saying if it was you, if it was you picking, um, do I have to stay positioned with this? Two forwards, a center and two guards. Can Luca be a forward? I think that's a little cheap, but sure. 
Well, that's why. I mean, that's why I ask. Okay. Uh, so the West is. Is he not? A, is he not? Is he not a guard? Is he not a starting guard? If he's. Well, no. I just would prefer him to be a forward so that I can have the other. That's fine. I can put LeBron there. Um, SGA, Luca, LeBron, Kevin Durant, Jokic would be my starters Pretty, in the West. With uh, tip of the cap to Ant Man. Yeah, I mean he's he's still there. He's a, well, he's a West All Star. Well, no, well, well, who, why, who did you want to? You wanted Durant and Luke at the forwards. Who did you want at that other guard spot? Either Steph or Fox or or Ant. No, not Fox. Okay, Fox also. Okay, so then so those five. So so Luca, SGA, KD, LeBron, Jokic, Curry, Edwards, Booker, Fox, Anthony Davis, Kawhi, and then that twelfth spot I think is where you can kind of go in a couple of directions. I personally think it should be Brandon Ingram. Um, this is a 22 and 15 Pelicans team. He is the best player on the team right now. I think nice. he's really, I think Into he's really, I think he's really stepped up. Uh, I got in an argument with one of our good buddies, Zach head, who I talk hoops with often. He was, he was pretty adamant that it should be Jamal Murray. Um, who's how many guards can you have in that? He's you had can't... like a, he, his true shooting percentage is really, really impressive. He's shooting, but he's only averaging 20 points per game. And he's got Nikola Jokic on his team, which I think gives him a bump. Um, mm -hmm. And I would say Brandon Ingram having Zion and like their team is still figuring it out, but they've won 22 games. Like they're sneakily in this thing. And I feel like they still haven't played their best basketball yet. Um, I, I love that pick. I did not think you were going to go, go there and give anyone in the Pels credit. That's amazing. I wouldn't necessarily, I'm not saying I would have done that either. I think that's fantastic. What about Alpi? What about Sabonis too, I think should probably be considered. You know, I love Sabonis. So that was the three guys I was going to throw to you was Alpi, Sabonis. Can you guess the third guy I want to throw at you? It's a wild card pick. It um, wouldn't happen, but I think it's, I think he should just, I think he deserves some chat. Desmond Bain? Bain does deserve some chat, but you can't, I can't, like a guy that goes against my point of having 9 million guards in the roster. Uh Oh, Chet. Yeah. Home run. Yeah. Yeah. Which is super, which is really fair. Um, I mean, if you look at like if you look at win share, Sabonis is almost doubled Fox. So as as good as Fox has been, Sabonis maybe has been that much more important to this team being the number. What are they, the number five seed in the West right now? Um, but to me, it's Ingram because Ingram's the number one guy on his team, and like because he's available and they're a top eight team and competing to be the top six seed in the West right now. Um, I have to pick him as opposed to the second best player on another team and they're better than the Rockets. So I give him the nod over Alpin Shangun, who has also been phenomenal. And unfortunately there's only 12 spots. So, and look like he had to, I'm so bear as well. I think it deserves some mentioning. He should be, yeah, yeah he's yeah, in the yeah. mix. He's on the fringe. hundred percent. I mean, this, this, this Pelican seems actually working out. Um, it's working out really strong. I, I, I would love it if they had, I want every team to have like a, I just cause I see what I have with holiday now and no, no offense to Marcus smart. Like having like that true, true point guard just changes everything for a franchise and for, yep. for, for, for a rotation. And I wish the Pelicans had that a little bit, but Ingram McCombs missed games and Ingram stepped up masterfully. Like Zion's played 30 games already. Yep. That's crazy. Valanciunas is such a stalwart. And then like you have other guys like Trey Murphy's like, Growing like the thing is, is like uh, inversely to what's happened in Golden State, like guys in New Orleans are growing their game. Like Herb Jones, like started off hot as a rookie, but he's growing his game. You have Trey Murphy growing his game. Dyson Daniels is not an offensive piece, really, from a shooting perspective. He can't score, 
but he's a really freaking good defensive player, you yeah. know? So like you, and they, and then like, I, Jordan Hawkins, like, I think they've like slowed him. I think they've brought him back down to earth a little bit, but I, and even he's still pretty fun. So yeah, I, I, I definitely like where this Pels team is is at. I think that Ingram inclusion is really nice. Who do you have in the East? In the East, um, I have okay. So my starters would be Hal Burton, although he won't play now, right? So that opens up a spot because of his injury. Uh, we do need to see the grade. I don't know if you've seen anything new this morning on the hamstring injury. Um, if the grade's severe, I mean, he could miss some substantial Serious time. time here. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I had, I made this yesterday prior to injury sure. day is what we'll call it in the NBA with Morant going down and with Chet almost going down in a freak injury and, and Halliburton as well, which is really unfortunate. Um, I have Halliburton. I have, I guess Lillard for that second guard spot. Although I, I'm, I'm pressed to maybe not even put Brunson in there to be honest. Brunson, um, I'm, I'm, I'm team Brunson. Yeah, I mean, when the fan voting comes out, they're going to pick Lillard over Brunson, right? Like, that's just going to happen. That's going to be the way it is. And then Tatum, Giannis, and uh, Joel Embiid would be the rest of the starters. The rest Easy. of the guys in there, since I didn't have Lillard as a starter, Brunson, obviously, is that next guy. Um, Paolo has to be an, has to be an all-star. Uh, Donovan Mitchell has to be an all-star. Bam Adebayo. Julius Randle, I think, has to be an all-star. Or Should be, yeah. Be Why not? Um, and then I have Trey, you Young. know, you know, Butler is going to be one. I, I didn't have him in mind. I really, didn't. I know. I, I don't, not saying he should be. You just know he always is. Yeah. I just don't always think he's stick enough there. games and he's not playing at a, at a high enough caliber, um, thus far through the, through the, the games that we've played. And then that last spot is really tricky. Um, I wanted to ask Wait, you, like you went, you went Trey young. I did. Trey Young's averaging 27.8 points yeah. per game and 11 assists. He's averaging a career high in assists. I mean, the points that he accounts for on his team uh, is, is it's so many. And I think it has to be, he has to be given credit. And I know this team is not great. Um, but this other guy that I'm going to put in as my last slot also is not on a good team, but he's been playing excellent basketball. Scotty Barnes, I think should be an all-star as well. Um, the way he is, he's shooting the ball. Well, he's rebounding, he's facilitating, he's doing what we wanted him to do in that second year jump in his third year, which is totally fine. Um, he's shooting well from three. I think he's shooting around 38%. I think maybe it's like upper 37s. Not something I thought Scotty Barnes was going to do in year three. The fact that he's gotten there. Um, I think we're going to see them go on a little bit of a run here. I don't think they're going to be a top six seed or anything like that, but but they should be a playing team and potentially get be a, just a plucky out for anyone. Um, I, I don't have Jalen Brown in my all-stars, and I'm not even sure he's the second... He is the second best player on the Celtics. He is not playing like the second best player on the Celtics. In my opinion, this is a, a tough take to make on the, the night after he scores 40 points. But to me, if Kristaps Porzingis was an all-star, I, I wouldn't be surprised. And I wouldn't say he's undeserving. He's been excellent for them. I think he's been your second most important player. Um, and I think Derek White has a real, real uh, argument to be named as your third best player over Jalen Brown, Brown and Drew Holiday. Derek White, his his win share is higher than any of the rest of the players on the Celtics outside of Jason Tatum. His splits are unbelievable. What that guy has been able to do and how additive he is to y'all's roster and how within the flow of everything that the Celtics want to do offensively, defensively with their game plan, 
like he just doesn't make the wrong play. He really doesn't. And your best three point shooter. Yeah. He's shooting what? 42%. Yeah. 43, 41, almost 41, yeah. 41. He's shooting. He's your best three point shooter. He's, he might be our best defender on a given night. Right. Like, He's at any any and he doesn't have to do as much from a playmaking standpoint because you got Drew Holiday now, so he right. can really just be a good two guard. Yeah, like I think it, I think unfortunately this is a team with the Celtics that are very akin to those to that Hawks team that had four All Stars, but unfortunately we're not in the four All Stars on one team era. Right, there's too many good players in the NBA. Too many. Well, you have to. I, and I, I hate that everyone gets a participation trophy, but there's so many good players. Like they, they, the league should expand to 15 guys in a roster. That's what the NBA is. The NBA roster is 15 guys. You have 15 guys out there. So yep. that's what the all-star should be. And in that case, you you probably get Maxi in the fold. You get Well, Maxi will get in because Halliburton's hurt, right? Yeah. I love the Scotty Barnes pick. Scotty Barnes has been excellent. I, I'm probably being a little unfair to Tyrese Maxi, and I think that's where people would have their biggest gripe with me. But I've watched the, the 76ers very closely when Joel Embiid has not been playing. And Tyrese Max, it's, it's, it's not a, it's not a dynamic duo. It's Joel Embiid's team. It's Joel Embiid's league right now, to be honest. And Tyrese Maxey is an all-star level player who is playing really, really good basketball, but he's not at the same level as some of those other guys. Like if I were taking guys to be my number one player, I'd pick Scotty Barnes over Tyrese Maxey easy still because they of the positional versatility, something. because of the defense, like the, what the 76ers. They're not in a position to win the NBA title. You don't think the so? Team, the team I saw without Joel Embiid, and with no Jimmy Butler, no, no Joel Embiid on, on Christmas Day. Right. If you are if you are really a superstar like Tyrese Maxey has been pegged to be, and I think he's a fine player. I think he's real good. Take over, dude. Show up, show out on Christmas Day in Miami. Harrow, Tyler Harrow, Hawkes, Bam out of – they bodied him. Yeah, body. That guy had nothing. That guy was a non-factor. Non-factor. Not even like, oh, he didn't play. He's a non-factor in that basketball game. So that's to me presenting some issues. I, I'm with you. It's Joel Embiid's league. Uh, him, Tatum, Giannis, the easiest picks almost that, at that the two forwards and then in the center spot. Uh, it's unfortunate for Halliburton. And on the Jalen Brown point, his role is going to diminish when you bring guys in. Tatum's role is not going to diminish. It's Jason Tatum's team. Yeah. But I think at that point, I think you're hundred percent hit the nail on the head. Like Porzingis is the second most important player. He's our size. He's our, he's our defensive anchor in, in the middle. He's not he's even shooting shot. that. He's not even shooting that well right now, but it doesn't, no. it doesn't really matter. No, like I, 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 it doesn't, when you're shooting at the volume, from, from, of, sorry, from three, he hasn't been shooting from three that well. None of the guys like percentage wise, like they're blowing it out of the water except for white. Yeah. But we're fire. We're strong defensively and we shoot so many threes that it works. You just, and they're, and they're open balls. shots too. Yeah, right? you it's get, not, you're not, you're not chucking it up. Like they're open shots within the offense. Um, yeah. Okay. Give me your, give me your top 10. Anyone else in the East that you feel like deserves worth, a, is worth a mention? Yeah, mention. I just like the bull. I just don't care about the bulls. So I no, just like shout the, out. DeRozan's been, shout good. DeRozan's been good per usual, but like shout out Franz. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, shout out of Franz. all the, of all the teams to give a second all-star nod to though. I'm not going to give the magic that right. And no. Paolo over the last three weeks has shown he is the best player on that team. He's been. Yes. Excellent. And if we were, if there was 20 guys on a roster, Kuzma and Mikhail bridge are having great years. And sure. that's yeah. And we can say that. Not uh, good. Yeah. No, not good at all. Um. All right. 
top 10 teams in the NBA. Here's what I got for you. Now, is this, is this currently like who's playing the best basketball right now or who you think has the best shot at, is it like power rankings, which power I think rankings, yeah. often, but don't you think power rankings often include like the propensity to win the final two? It's like a so- little bit of a futures thing. Like, okay. Like yeah, yeah, this yeah. is like, you're not going to be like 13 games in like the, the, the rockets are number two. Like, no, like they're right. not the number two team in the league. Like, there has to be some level of realism to what's yeah. going on. So that's why I have, I have Boston one. I have, yeah, I, Oklahoma, I have Oklahoma city two. Okay. I have Denver three, Minnesota four, Milwaukee five. But I would probably put, if we're putting it out to win the finals, I would probably put Milwaukee four, Minnesota five. Mm -hmm. Six, easiest pick for me. And they're moving up fast, potentially. And that would be the Los Angeles Clippers. Yep. That James Harden trade was good. James Harden, you know how many turnovers a game he's averaging right now? No. 2.6. 2.6. It's great. Yeah, it's fantastic. So yeah. I have the Clippers. I have the Clippers at six. I have the Heat at seven. I have your Mavs at eight. Because I think with Kyrie back and like every if, the, if you if you guys are fully healthy with Luca and Kyrie, that's just such a great duo, such a fun duo. And Nick, you could definitely make something happen and make some magic in there. Um, so that's at eight. And then no Halliburton Pacers are in trouble. I am not a believer in the Cavs necessarily, nor am I a believer in the Knicks. I like the Kings at nine. And then at 10, I have to go with our, our, our darling of the season who we pegged. And I brag about us pegging before the season started the Orlando magic. Okay, nice. Um, I got to double check my math here to make sure I have 10 teams. Okay. Yeah. I have the Celtics at one. Awesome. Uh, I have the Nuggets at two because I think they're kind of just coasting right now. I mean, sure. Jokic had three shot attempts and had 16 assists <laughs> against the Pistons. It's like, he's I wouldn't call it, well, I wouldn't call it coasting. I would call it. I mean, I, I think there are certainly games where he's going out there like a college player at the rec and saying, yeah, I think today I'm just going to pass. I'm like, just going to work on my game. Yeah. Yeah. I think I might only take pull up jumpers from the left elbow today. And that's, and that's what I'm going to do. And any other time, I'm not going to do anything else. Like, crazy. That's the level that he's at right now. Um, and the rest of their guys are healthy. And like I said, Jamal Murray's playing well. Mike Boyer Jr. is playing well. Um, Aaron Gordon is playing well. Their team's really good. They're really, really good. Uh, I actually, I have the 76ers at three. And it's because I think when Embiid, oh, I forgot is, about them. When Embiid is healthy. Yeah, someone bump someone out. So it would... I Sorry, let the, me. I'll go I don't have mine. the magic. In no, my no, no. I'll I'll do mine. I, I missed them in, in there. I knew I was early in the morning missing somebody. I'll go again. I got this. I got Cel- I got Celtics one, Celtics one, Thunder two, Nuggets three. I have Milwaukee four, Minnesota five, Philly six, Clippers seven, Mav Mavs eight, Heat nine, Kings ten. Okay, there we go. Got it. That's better for me. Uh, yeah, so I have the Celtics, the Nuggets, and I have the 76ers. Um, then I have the Wolves at four, the Thunder at five, the Clippers at six, the Bucks at seven, the Heat at eight, the Mavs at nine, and the I have the Knicks at ten. Okay. Um, but I think you could kind of swap the Knicks with the Kings. I, I trust the Knicks and the Kings more than I trust the Magic at this point. I think they're better late in games. Um, they've got more experience, obviously. 
I would even probably have the Pels ahead of the Magic too, um, just because I think at full health they've got guys who have been there before in the playoffs. Know a little I bit just, more. What I just doing. love the Magic. I do too. I just I, I love them. Unf- I'm unfairly looking ahead with the no, Magic. If I didn't, if I didn't, if I didn't whip my list up pre-coffee, obviously overciting the Sixers, I would have never, never considered the Magic. I mean, to me, those ten. T- I guess the Knicks, the Pels, but I like the Kings at full health with Fox and Sabonis. And that's and- fair. They're, and with Murray's, you know, hit the step up he's had this year. I, I think the yeah. Kings are they'll probably they're probably due for a trade, right? They were they were going Levine, after Siakam. They, they were going after Siakam. I think Siakam said he wouldn't he wouldn't extend there, so that's why they're not going to trade for him. Um, and their core piece was Harrison Barnes, so I don't know if that package would have been enough for Masai anyway. Yeah, I mean, the only uh, you have the Thunder higher than me. Um, it's still wait and see for me. Like I'm gonna give as good as SGA has been. Ant Man has played in bigger games, and he's played in the, the the FIBA Worlds, and he was the best player on the team. Like he, so did so did SGA. They played but for Canada. He did play, but obviously the USA team got further. Um, he's played in playoff series already, and SGA has, but he wasn't the number one guy, right? Like he. And even though we weren't necessarily definitively saying that, well, we were saying, the two of us were saying that Ant-Man was the guy last year. And I think most people that had watched that team and knew, knew that Cat wasn't the number one guy. He asserted himself as the number one guy. SGA hasn't really been in that same position. They didn't make the playoffs last year, right? Two years ago, um, or was it three years ago, it was the team with Paul, Chris Paul, right? Mm -hmm. And yeah. Russell Westbrook on the roster, like that wasn't, no, Westbrook wasn't on that team. But No, it was Chris Paul's like. Uh, Dennis, Dennis Schroeder might have been their <sighs> second best, but like, like just as far as what the pecking order was, and SGA wasn't quite there yet. Um, yeah, but why do you? But I, I, but I, I don't, get it. Like, I don't know. Big, is, my biggest question for you, sorry, is the, is the Sixers. Why do you have them sit that three? Because I think when Embiid is fully healthy, I think he's better he's this third. year than he was last year. That's fine. I don't disagree. But you think they're the third best team? If they're going in healthy into the playoffs, I mean, yeah, I, I trust. Here's the thing: I trust them more. In the box, Milwaukee. They can't play a lick of defense. They're terrible defensively. Dame can't defend. Middleton can't really move yet. Brooke Lopez has not been the same Brooke Lopez defensively as he was no. last year or two years ago. They don't have Drew Holiday. I like Pat Connaughton. Eh. I don't know how good of a move that Lillard move. It was exciting. It was necessary. It was necessary to keep I, Giannis in Milwaukee. I mean, I, I get why they did it. I I'm probably being more critical of the heat than I should be. Right. I have them at eight. I I'm, I'm being patient with the heat and with the Mavs, but I will say either of those teams, if they were there at the Easter conference or Western conference finals, I will not be surprised because no. of what they're, because of how they're made. And yeah. Luca's playing his best basketball. Jaime Hawkins has been a tremendous addition to the Miami heat. They still have Jimmy Butler who, like we said, might get an all-star nod, doesn't deserve it, but we know when push comes to shove, will show up and assert himself as a top 10 player in basketball. And Bam Adebayo has been the best version of Bam Adebayo. Like all these guys on both those teams, not only are they consistent, but they're also playing their best basketball right now. And they've gotten best basketball of their career for a lot of these guys. Maybe not Kyrie, who, although, although when he's been on the court has been really, really good. Um, mm-hmm. But like Tim Hardaway is playing his best basketball. Tyler Harrow is mm-hmm. playing his best basketball. Like, these guys are doing exactly what they need to do. And now both these teams are fully healthy. Um, and I think they could easily end up top four seeds in the West and the East and end up in the Eastern conference, Western conference finals. Like I really do believe, I don't think I'm being 
a homer, what we can do offensively, like people don't know what to do with, with Luca. Right no, now. it's fantastic. They don't know what to do. They don't You double him. He breaks it down. You, you let him go. ISO. he scores every time. Like I, he's, he's the most dominant offensive player. I, I, besides Jokic, I've seen since, since the Harden days when he was in Houston, like, yeah. And I, I think I, he's be- and he's better than that. He's better. Uh, that that I think I'm not going to argue sit here and argue with you, but that's an MVP caliber player. I'll yeah. say I, I I think on Harden, I think it's wide open. Who's going to challenge the Nuggets? Because I think it'll be Western Conference Finals Nuggets versus blank, right? And I really think this Clippers team could give them the best run. Yeah, from what I've seen with Kawhi, Paul George, their bench with Westbrook and Powell. I like Powell off the bench with Westbrook. I think that's really fun. Terrence Mann is shadily been kind of nice and he's like that's the fifth guy on the starting roster uh and so i i i really think with Harden sitting back and really being a true point guard and creating for other guys like paul george and Kawhi leonard who are going to continue they're only going to continue to get better the more they play together this clippers team to me is the one that's fastest rising who guards who guards who in that matchup like what are the assignments because obviously zubach gets worked by Jokic. whatever that everyone does you, but that's I don't fine, but I don't mind throwing Zubach on him because he's at least he's a big, he's a big ag- aggressive and like relentless body, and he's not he doesn't he'll win do, some, he'll win some rebounds for sure. He doesn't have to do too much offensively that he right. can really just focus a lot of his energy there. Um, I think that if you're Kawhi, hmm, well, cool, you Kawhi, you could throw. You're asking who's guarding who on from Denver to Los Angeles. I mean, I think you, I would guard Gordon. I would throw Gordon on Kawhi. Yeah, probably. And it's then good, and it's a good matchup for Denver. I think. I like that. I think that's the, their best shot. I would throw, and then you throw Porter Jr. on 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 George, and 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 see where the chips lie. Kind of. Um, I, I ultimately like you know they how, how is Paul George going to shoot? If he is he going to go? Is he going to go twelve of sixteen that night? And he's going to go nuclear, which if he does, like Denver is going to have a tough night. Well, he, if, if Michael Porter Jr. is guarding him, he can get whatever shot he wants. Yes. He should be able to. Right. Yeah. Like, so I and think that's and a good Murray, and, Murray and Harden guard each other. Right. And who's on, <laughs> and who's on uh, guard? <laughs> who's on Norman Powell? That's where, you, that, that's where I get a little shaky is that the Clippers still might be too small. Too small for 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 the for the nugs. I mean, yeah. Contavious Caldwell Pope, like but he might he, he can guard Harden too, and you can just stick Jamal Murray on Norman Powell, which is like yeah. Fun, which is I'm fun. I'm interested to see like what happened. I think that the 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 one through five of the Nuggets is still better than the rest of the Western Conference, but yeah. depth wise, I'm 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 interested to see what happens. I think the the Clippers are really strong offensively, and but if you go on the inverse inverse side of the basketball, Kawhi Leonard can guard whoever. Or whatever forward, he, yeah. he he he's not as much anymore for you. No, I don't think either he he nor Paul George can. Or I maybe we'll, maybe maybe those two guys. Look, Gordon will bully them down low. I he will he will go over the top of Kawhi too. I think if he's just got the height. Yeah, on him. I mean Kawhi will put up a really good fight, but you don't necessarily gonna, want you don't want Kawhi like battling it out with Aaron Gordon down you low. Don't have who's, a choice. It's true. You know, if, unless if you're you there, put, you unless have you to want to put it. Kawhi on Jokic and you want to put 
no, Zubach on Gordon no. to keep him out of the paint. You might get creative. Look, Ty Lue gets creative with it. We know he that. will try. Like, look, and kudos to Ty Lue. If he's not working, he'll give it a shot. Like he'll 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 move things around. But like you, if you want to beat the Nuggets, you have to play a little bit of their brand of basketball. So you're gonna have to get physical there and Gordon down low. But that's fine. Yeah. Like, they're gonna have to guard you and and Kawhi Leonard the way he's playing and Paul George. Like, they're no. That's not. An, that's a brutal assignment every single night. Yeah. Yeah, my last thing is I'm I'm interested. I, I feel like more than ever this season that the the upper echelon, the one A's, and I think I texted you about this. Giannis, Jokic, Embiid, and Luca have like I can't I don't think I can say that it's one A's and one B's anymore. Like I used to say that through the like if we were power ranking players, right? I'm doing like our, our top 25, like player number one through player number eight would be one A's and one B's because that's how good the the five through eight are. Uh, I just kind of, I, I'm at the point, I think, where I believe that, that Jokic, Giannis, Luka, and Embiid are, are solidified as number ones right now and that anyone else is a number two. But what the way that these guys have an imprint on a game is so impressive. And so I, I think about that within the context of a Clippers uh nuggets matchup and i and i wonder if Kawhi has enough at this point in his career to score 35 points per game in a western conference final series yeah and i don't and i don't know if he does in in which case you better be able to shoot the brakes off of the ball if you're the clippers yeah or or harden elevates to like Harden all star level, right? He has to elevate a little bit. They all have to elevate a little bit on offense if they're going to take a team down. I, yeah, but those four guys, Durant's in no man's land, unfortunately, in Phoenix. But I would say, like, in that next wave of guys, Durant, Tatum, for sure. But I agree that there's definitely a gap between the four you listed and Jason Tatum. Um, yeah, I mean, the next, the next crew is it's Steph, it's LeBron, it's KD, it's Curry, or it's, uh, it's Tatum and it's, Shea Gilgis Alexander and, and Shea Gilgis Alexander. Those are the next. That's the next group. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I the, the the groups are being more and more defined as the days go on because then you have Booker and Ant Man and that next wave with Anthony Davis. With Anthony like, Davis. Yeah. 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 Like it's 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 getting more and more defined. Uh, quick before we go, hats off to John Morant. Really unfortunate. If there was ever a year it was going to happen for the Grizzlies where he was going to get hurt, this is the year. Like unfortunately i hate to say it like that but they don't owe their pick to anybody they have their pick they already started off bad and rocky because he was suspended for 25 games so at this point you just grow desmond bain you grow jaron jackson jr get some other guys some valuable minutes see what you have out of them and then it's not the best draft but then when you know what i'm not going to say that because every year when they're like oh this draft class is weak you never know like you really don't anymore sometimes like you know if there's a real stud and you grab them but there have been times where I like, oh, this draft class is so weak. And then you and I have sat there like, it's really not. There are some yeah. really good basketball players in this class. And the way the talent is separated around not only just in the United States, but around the globe. Like there are a lot of like, there are a lot of global guys coming in this next year. And I think people are like, oh, it's a weak class because there's no big brand name guys from America coming out that are. Well, like, it's the oh. year after Victor Wembanyama got drafted, you know, like, uh, like what? He's pretty, he, he's, I, he's pretty, I know you like it when I get uh, roasted on social sometimes. And I put that uh, video of that highlight reel together, that package. I put that together for, against the Bucks. 
And I said, long as like, he, there was like a scoop and score where he was like, he came from like, it felt like, like so far, like he, he came from like the corner, like, and I felt and just like scoop and score. And that someone's like longest scoop and story ever. It's like, get that man's meat out your mouth. <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I was dying. It was uh, so funny. But yeah, I, I guess that's why. But they're, 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 the Grizzlies having their pick is, is, is very it's influential. Big. It's big. It's, it, it sucks though. I mean, for Ja, because that team was starting to really click. Him being back, you know, showed what this team could be with three all star level players. Yeah, on the team and one guy being a, a he's a superstar. Um, he's so hard to stop downhill. And a couple of their other guys, like Santi Aldama, had started playing pretty yeah. well. Like Zaire Williams was having good moments. Like, um, they're figuring it out with some of their other guys on the bench and whatnot. I, I still think that like this can be a good time for them to assess that depth and really see like what some of those guys are made of mm-hmm. and if they're a part of the the future. But they have their core now. Yeah. That I think the interesting question is is like does this help take some of the pressure off of Taylor Jenkins in a way, knowing that like there's no John Morant coming back like until next season? Like what if they, if they end the season really poorly, which they will. No, he's got another shot. He, but he's going to be under, he's going to be under heat, whether it's next fairly year. or not, or not fairly. Yeah. Next year will be a really like the microscope will be very, very zoomed in on him. They have like they have like, I don't know like I've always felt they've drafted pretty peculiarly lately. I mean they've hit clearly like on Desmond Bain was a home run. The Jaron Jackson Jr. I know he's the fourth overall pick, but that worked out. And Jaw obviously, Zaire Williams though, David Roddy like it's kind of interesting picks for me like, at least. Like Bill Belichick like thinking that they know yeah, like, way yeah, more than yeah, everyone yeah, else. Yeah, Where's yeah, the Thunder exactly. do the same thing, but they've like hit on every single one of those guys. <laughs> no, they don't miss. I, 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 they, Vin, that guy, Vince Williams, the Grizzlies, they really like him. So yeah. like, and he's, and he's been decent. So I don't know. We'll see. Um, so, all right, dude. Uh, till next Tuesday for more hoops with you. I will see you. See you there. I might have to do it multiple times a week so that we don't have to go an hour every time. I know. Well, I, I, I knew it. I, we were, I was like, all right, I, before the show, I was like, all right, we'll go 25 minutes, but we can just talk basketball all day. And so that's why we yeah. have to get it. But we <laughs> promise to anyone who's listening, we'll be more succinct next time. We'll be, yeah. we'll be, we'll be quicker. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Catch you later, T. Later, buddy. And now this is the moment you've all been waiting for. We are live on the Charity Stripe Podcast with your hosts, Alex, Josh, and Nick. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.